What is going on, TE5 and podcast? It's Coleco here, aka TE5 Pharaoh. Uh, in today's episode, we're going to be unveiling TE5 events for the first time. We're going to talk about uh, what it's compromised of and what kind of changes are going to take into effect for uh, TE5 gaming as a whole moving forward. Okay, some pretty big stuff here, guys. I did tell everybody that we're in such, an, you know, because we're in such an early phase, there's a lot of experimenting going on, guys. Change is very likely. Uh, and it can happen pretty quickly. So, you know, the more that we tw- that, that we test things, we try things out, and we start to revise things, the more we're starting to get closer to the to, to the exact business model, the exact service, uh, you know, offerings that we want to provide that we believe are fulfilling our vision and, and, and our goal here in TE5, which is to become the premier platform at the amateur level. Um, to be able to service gamers, competitive gamers all over uh, to help you achieve your goals and your dreams in gaming and esports, okay? So um, nonetheless, let's jump into it, guys. T5 events is really going to be compromised of two sections or two, two parts. You're going to have your uh, our business side where basically we're going to be hosting meetup events for uh, folks that are interested uh, in getting into esports and for folks that are already in the esports and gaming space. Uh, we want to be able to put, you know, basically build a network and, and have meetings all over the country and eventually we'll end up probably having like a, a annual summit and possibly even a mastermind um, group that'll kind of branch off of that. But uh, so that's going to be for our businessy side of things, which, you know, we're not going to spend much time on that because today we're going to talk more about the esports side uh, of our events uh, organization, which is going to be, you know, our, our esports initiative. It's also important, though, before I get into this, that T5 events is a whole separate organization that's going to manage all of our events and all of the service offerings within our events. It will be owned by the T5 esports group, which also owns all of our other subsidiaries, okay? <clears throat> so our T5 events. Uh, strategy okay for um, esports guys we're pretty much it's, it's going to really revolve around our city organizations you guys up know should know by now we have 11 city state organizations across the country okay those are our flagship cities and we're going to be bringing more this is not the end of it uh, in terms of the amount of teams that t5 will own um, that's going to be in, involved in our circuit the, the, i call them our franchise teams because they are owned by us um, you could call them club club teams whatever you want to call them but nonetheless those teams are going to be the infrastructure the network uh, of which what we're going to be bringing with the esports side um, so it's really important that you understand that you know I didn't just create 11 city teams for no reason there is a reason for it okay and it's to develop our our network across the country so you know what we're going to do with this network and all these teams is build our brand locally in these cities and then go into the rural areas the suburbs start growing there and ultimately we're going to be developing national regional and state level circuits okay circuits you could look at them as aka a combination of leagues and tournaments okay a platform in which we're going to be able to help you guys as gamers you know get exposed and get to the next level grow with your networks your brand and everything okay so you know nonetheless pretty much i'll just break down each of these uh, levels for you. So the state level circuits are pretty much going to be. So the state level circuits are pretty much going to be where we will host 
Uh, we'll pretty much have a league that goes all across our, our market state, so the states that we're going to be involved in. Uh, so, for example, if we had to take the state of Texas, let's just take the state of Texas for a minute. You know, basically, we would have, um, you know, our Dallas our Houston, we'll probably have one in San Antonio. Uh, we could even go to some of the other more rural, smaller towns and cities. Austin could have one. And basically our state circuit will be our state teams playing against one another in competitive play, okay, at the state level. All right, and then we'll have the regional level. We're basically, you know, break it into like Southwest, Northwest, Southeast, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Midwest divisional type of circuits, okay, where there's a little bit more travel involved uh, for our players. And then we're ultimately going to have a national circuit where players will be able to travel all across the country and states will play against each other everywhere, okay, on a, on a competitive platform, okay, that obviously it's going to be, you know, league structured, uh, you know, with a prize and everything like that sort, okay, just like a typical competitive, uh, you know, competitive league. So, that's kind of, that is essentially what is going to happen, and we're going to utilize our own franchise teams that we own, and that's going to be the club teams in which players in their local regions are going to be able to join upon and then compete and, and work their way up the ranks, so to say. So, you know, the state, the regional, and the national uh, levels here are great because it gives us flexibility and what we can offer in terms of, uh, the you know, the, the price and, and the level of service uh, for, for gamers that, you know, want to be just more local. Obviously, there's going to be gamers that want to be able to you know travel regionally make a name for themselves and then ultimately there's going to be uh you know we're going to have people that you know have the means to go all the way across the country so uh those three levels are going to really allow us to hit every uh type of gamer and really give us a lot of options that we'll be able to offer you guys uh when we start doing our events it's also important to know that our esports events strategy is very geared to LAN. okay uh, we have very little interest in being an online event provider. We've been an online event provider now for, you know, eight years. And, you know, that's not really where we want to preside. We really want to bring land uh, as predominant as we can to as many places as we can, especially in a lot of these rural markets where I think there's a ton of opportunity where if there was some land events, we could really draw out some good crowds in these smaller population areas, not necessarily the big metropolitan markets that we're in currently. Um, so we're going to be in a mix of you know, big city markets as well as very small rural area markets as well, suburbial markets. So, <clears throat> you know, but we're going to be focused on land primarily. Uh, we'll possibly have some online components to our leagues. You know, I'm not going to get into all the details on how our leagues are going to work at, at, at this time because that is subject to change. But uh, even though I do have that information, we'll save that for another talk. But nonetheless, uh, we're going to have basically national, regional, and statewide circuits. Guys, circuits is basically another word for leagues, okay? Big, big, big conglomerate type of league where our teams will play against each other and, and obviously players will you know, be recruited from their cities and our, and our teams are going to grow their brands within their city. So, you know, our, our, some of our big hopes in, in terms of value add proposition here is we really want to be able to utilize this platform to attract sponsors, uh, you know, small to, to big level type sponsors 
uh, which I think we'll be able to do effectively, obviously, with good promotion, good production, as well as a, a good infrastructure set up for our circuits. Uh, also, to be able to attract college attention, there's gonna, this is really going to be tailoring. These are the, as this events, when it hits full stride, when our events strategy hits full stride, uh, we will really be attracting a lot of kids coming out of high school, a lot of parents that uh, want to be able to invest in getting their kids on a platform that will really help them get noticed by college scouts because obviously college is still a big thing. Scholarships are now being offered for esports, and that is a trend that is continuing to grow, okay? I've stated this before, but we're trying to become the AAU of amateur esports, okay? If you don't know what AAU is, if you, it, it works in traditional sports like basketball, baseball, uh, soccer, you name it. Basically, they're called club teams. So when you're in your off-season, when you're not playing with your school, you end up joining a travel team, and that's how you get exposure and you get noticed. But it costs to do that. Okay, it's not it's not a free thing. Uh, you got to pay, you know, your club fees. You got to pay for your equipment, your travel, all that type of stuff. And that's that's very important for everybody to understand that we are trying to become that AAU type of uh, platform, that organization that's going to be able to help esports players and gamers get to the next level, equip you with the tools and resources you need to, to you know, like I said, get yourself to wherever it is you dream of getting to in gaming and esports, rather that be college or even the professional level, which obviously we have aspirations of becoming a professional organization, being able to fill professional teams, and that is one of our goals to kind of encapsulate the entire overall vision I have for esports here in TE5. However, you know, amateur gaming, no matter what happens, even if we do become professional, is still going to be a massive, massive priority for us because it, the, the opportunity is endless right now. I mean, the majority of the esports market, the player base, is in the amateur level. You know, the professional level only makes up probably the top 1%, 1, 3, maybe up to 5, but I'd say probably only the top 1%. Is the only that that's it that makes up the the professional level. Everybody else is amateur, and there's so much opportunity. And there's organizations that are trying to take advantage of, you know, this market space and kind of this land grab uh, at the amateur level right now. And you know, it, but it's still wide open. It's heavily, heavily underdeveloped, and uh, we just want to continue to help uh, push and, and and cement our place within uh, within that that uh, the majority of the market there. So. Uh, other than that, guys, league-wise, uh, you know, like I said, national, regional, state circuit, uh, that's the big thing you need to know. It's also important to know that T5s, th this, this whole system, guys, this is a multi-year plan of transition and, and development that we're going to have to go under before this thing starts hitting full stride. This is a big, ambitious plan. This is not something for the faint of heart. This is not something for, that we're just going to simply be able to host a couple of events and it's done. Like We're talking a lot of events and we're going to have to build our, it's going to take a long time for us to build our brand, you know, which, you know, in comparison, when I say long time, you know, it, we, we, we got to work our asses off, but it's, it's not going to happen overnight is what I'm saying. Okay. We're going to have to grow, have a strategy to grass, grow our brand grassroots locally in cities and rural areas, uh, which we're going to be focusing on that in 2020, our, tw our initial 2020 strategy 
coming up for this year is to host a lot of open events, obviously introducing our city uh, organizations that are going to obviously affiliate with TE5 uh, in these events, okay? And we're going to be working on growing their brands, okay? Obviously hosting land events. That's going to be our big MO. We want to we bring lands like I said, the big cities as well as rural markets, okay? <clears throat> so in terms of like the circuits and the leagues actually taking formation and becoming a thing, realistically, that's probably not happening until 2021, okay? 2021, uh, I'd say maybe early to mid-2021 is when we should really start seeing, um, you know, our brand should be at a point where our teams have enough demand and obviously, you know, we can start initiating some of probably state level circuit initially and we'll work our way up to the national circuit. Okay. The national circuit may be a couple years out, but, um, but it, it all depends, you know, obviously the speed and the growth of esports can, you know, we're going to kind of ride off that as well. So, um, that could help accelerate things potentially as well. Um, it's important to know guys that, uh, I'll give you a little bit more details on the teams themselves. Okay, so obviously we're in the process of announcing the actual team names and the brands for each of our current 11 cities. We already announced the Dallas Predators uh, as our first one, and we're going to be announcing our next one hopefully here either today or tomorrow. We're just waiting on my uh, other designer to finish things up. But, um, but yeah, so basically, guys, these teams – you know, T5 has been known as a mass recruiter because our primary strategy has pretty much been predicated at this point on, you know, uh, mass recruiting as many players as we can for whatever esport we're in. And then basically having them purchase our player packages, okay, which that's what we've been offering up to this point, with the idea that when you purchase a player package, we would then basically acquire that revenue, we would invest in some content marketing, and then we would redistribute the rest of it right back into you as a player, okay, to our players to be able to fund, to get into events online and land to promote and build the TE5 brand. That was our initial strategy, and, you know, it's been working. We've got up to 15 paid players now, I believe, might be a little less. I'm not sure. I just did a rough check before I did this. Um, but we're, you know, we, we've, we've got a significant amount of players. And we could continue to, to build and grow upon our player package business model. However, we're going to do away with it. Okay, We're going to completely do away with it. And, you know, a large part of it has to do with because our events model and the, what we're going to be ultimately transitioning to, this is going to be the circuits, the teams, the city teams, that's going to be the platform. That is literally where our services are going to be best utilized. That's where we're going to be able to help um, lead and steer this ship in the direction of our mission and vision, which is becoming the platform. And I think with our current business model, with the player packages, uh, there's a couple, there's really two reasons, guys, why we're going to do away with it. Number one, uh, from the financial perspective, guys, um, it, it, you know, it, it's a risky model, but it's a model that can work. However, the problem, the really glaring problem with it 
is it's hard to scale it. The reason it's going to be hard to scale it is because the more players we acquire, it's going to continuously raise our expense column. Uh, we're going to have to fork out more and more and more dollars to fund events and lands and everything, multiple teams. And at the same time, in order to compensate for that added expense, I'm going to have to increase the prices for the packages. And, and, and the bigger it gets, the higher the prices have to go. And, and ultimately, what's going to end up happening is it's going to get so big and the prices are going to be so ridiculous that it just doesn't make any more sense to keep doing it. So that's kind of why we're going to put the plug in it now. It's just not a sustainable business model for growth financially, okay? So that's number one. Number two, the reason we're getting rid of our player package model is because it, it, it's not, we're not really investing properly into the platform. You know, I'm, I'm acquiring capital and I'm basically putting it right back into the players and, and it's not really going to building our infrastructure, which is the platform. And that's, that's our goal. That is our mission. If we're not doing that, then we're not fulfilling what the purpose of this organization is. Okay. We're basically just getting money and then throwing more money out the door again. Okay. Which, you know, it, it, it has a purpose. It can work. It can build our brand, but it's not fulfilling the exact strategic uh, vision of the organization. So that's why we're going to scrap our player packages and pretty much the players that are going to play in the T5 network in our amateur circuit are going to be, you know, basically paying our city-state organizations, okay, to participate and play. So, you know, each of our city-state teams, you know, if you join our amateur network, our circuit in the future, there will be cost to it. And just like an AAU club team for traditional sports, you have to pay. You know, you don't get the get on a uh, on a travel club team for baseball unless you pay a fee. You know, and then you got to fund your own travel. You got to pay for your own equipment. Same thing as basketball. You know, AAU basketball players have to pay their own way. So that is essentially, guys, what we are becoming. Okay, that is where our service offering is going to lie. It's not, we're not going to be focused so much on trying to, you know, push players into events to, to wear our team name. That's really not our main focus no more. That's what everybody else in esports is doing right now on the amateur level for the most part. And I'm going to continue. I'm going to let them do that. They want to play that game. That's fine. You know, we want to be more on the event side. We want to be able to grow the platform and give players and gamers the opportunity. And obviously the revenue that we're going to bring in is going to go directly to growing our infrastructure, our staff, our logistics, everything uh, that we need to, to grow an, effect, uh, an effective state, regional, and national level circuits that obviously players are going to be able to come into, compete at the high level, compete for cash, as well as, you know, be uh, get noticed and recognized by, you know, college scouts and, you know, every, you know um, potentially professional level as well, get professional uh, influence and recognition. So that is what we want to be able to accomplish at our amateur level, okay? So with all that being said, uh, we are no longer going to be offering the player packages for purchase. Now, for all of my current play, pay, uh, players listening right now, um, we are going to have meetings. I'm going to be talking with each of you to discuss exactly what this means for you guys and obviously what all of your options are going to be. Okay, And I'm going to lay it all out for you guys, so don't worry. We will talk. Um, but for everybody else that was interested that was interested in purchasing a player package but has not, okay, 
We are no longer offering it. We are going to be removing it completely, so you will not be able to purchase those as they stand at this point. Um, so, you know, you guys might be, you might be wondering exactly, you know, what we're going to do, you know, especially now, you know, for this upcoming, you know, obviously for a lot of our Call of Duty players, you know, you want to know what what we're going to do for Modern Warfare, obviously through 2020. Guys, you know, even though our main focus is not going to be to, you know, get players into events to represent that that's not our primary focus at this point our primary focus is going to be hosting and you know hosting land events okay in local markets and growing you know relationships sponsorship opportunities to grow our platform our platform is our number one priority at this point okay that is our number one priority all right but you know there is still value in attending events land events and online leagues. Obviously, the people that have already paid per, uh, player packages are going to be players that I'm going to lean pretty heavily on just because I have a history with them. I know that they're serious, um, which I can tell you right now, guys, and this is honest to truth, having money as the filter I has been one of the best decisions I've made. It Honestly, it has because like I am like I, the people that have paid like are super serious like and and there's accountability too because you know they've put their own money on the line and it's a it's a different level of seriousness versus you know just you know freely investing in players whenever when people you know players leave left and right there there's no there's hardly any commitment uh and, and obviously money filter weeds out all that BS and it finds me the players that I really want to work with. And we're going to continue to do that. That's not going to change. But essentially, guys, our land events, um, online leagues, tournaments, I'm going to you know, pick a handful, selective events that I want us to be in. And then we're pretty much going to open it up for uh, recruiting for each of those events, uh, which TE5 will fully fund, okay, because we're no longer offering packages. We're not going to there's no more, there's not going to be any more pay this for three leagues guaranteed type of stuff, you know, and we're no longer going to offer the current lifetime membership as it is where you get unlimited entries for lands and leagues forever and ever and ever, okay? We're doing away with that, all right? So that means for the selective events that we just want to participate in that are not T5 related, that there are events in other organization events, which we're still going to do. It's just going to be selective and it's going to be invitational based. Okay. So I will, you know, invite, I will possibly have like an open period where people can, um, you know, sign up. Okay. We're probably going to have some type of, I'm going to call it more like a security deposit system where essentially, you know, players that are super serious will put down X amount and basically show that they're serious. Obviously, if they fulfill and, you know, complete their end of the, you know, competing for us in that agreement, rather it's in a league or going to a LAN event, you know, I'll probably return it to them. I don't have the exact details on that, but when I do, um, we will announce that. But there will be some type of monetary accountability system towards the players that are going to represent us, you know, even for, you know, obviously all my Call of Duty guys for the 2020 Call of Duty season, all right? Um, so that's, you know, we're going to unveil more details on that here pretty soon. Uh, but nonetheless, guys, uh, that's pretty much the changes. So like I said, our, our primary focus moving in to 2020 
you know, for Call of Duty and for every other esport that we want to do. I'm going to be very honest with you guys. I really got my eyes on three esports right now, and that's Overwatch, Call of Duty, and NBA 2K. I'm very, very big on that right now. And I'm thinking that's going to be a huge part of our foundation. Um, But nonetheless, uh, it's just important to understand, guys, that, you know, we're pivoting our direction once again, except this time our direction and our emphasis is developing the TE5 events platform for esports and becoming the event provider and the platform that's going to be able to help gamers get to wherever they want to get to and whatever level it is. So that is our, going to be our focus, guys. We're no longer just trying to be a competitive team in the space, you know, and spend all this money on players and this and that. Like we want to spend our money on teams that players can then join and then compete and then obviously – you know, be able to get brand recognition, exposure, and, and like I said, to, to wherever it is you want to get to, to the next level. So um, that is, I, I can tell you right now, guys, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say that, you know, we still won't tweet things. We probably will, but I'm pretty dead set at this point because this honestly is the true, this is, this is steering the ship and truly in the direction of our vision and mission. Like, you know, the player packages and what we were doing before, um, that, I mean, ultimately it, it, it was building the brand. There was value to it and it, it could work for an extended amount of time and for a limited amount of players. But ultimately, uh, it's, it's, it's not as fulfilling towards our mission and vision as our event strategy is. And that's really where our focus is going to be. And that's where we're going to be doing. So, guys, for every all the players interested in coming in the TE5 to compete for us, especially, and I'm going to just talk Call of Duty just because I know there's a lot of you, uh, for MW, guys, okay? Basically, and actually, I got one more thing I got to talk about with these teams, and then we'll wrap this up. Um, guys, I'm only going to be, um, we're only going to be having select people represent us in, in 2020 for Call of Duty. I'm just going to tell you that right now. Okay. Obviously, people, if, if you're wanting to go to land for us, you're going to have to show me you got money that you can fund yourself. Because, guys, even though we're funding the team passes, that still doesn't change anything. We're not paying for any personal expenses, travel, uh, equipment, none of that stuff. Okay. Hotels, nothing. Okay. We will only fund the team pass. That is it. And obviously, the players that have already paid are the ones I'm going to be working with predominantly. Um, but we will have an accountability, monetary accountability format in which new players that are serious about coming and representing TE5 in select events, land or online for the 2020 Call of Duty season, uh, will be able to do that and obviously be eligible to be uh, on our rosters. Okay, so it's going to be, you know, I'll work with players individually on that and um, we'll put that together. But one last thing I want to mention. Um, our, so, so once our, our teams start coming together, so we're going to be hosting a lot of open events through 2020, uh, in, in, you know, different cities. Okay. That is our goal to start growing our grassroots, growing the brand. And basically our club teams, our franchise teams are not going to work like they used to. And how we've always recruited where we just bring in everybody and anybody and the people that work out, stay the people that don't then they, you know, they either get kicked or they leave, okay? So our teams are going to be limited in cap size, probably anywhere between seven to 10 rosters. Uh, each team is basically going to consist of, 
you know, your starting team, okay, your, your base roster, you know, for whatever esport it is, as well as an academy team. So each, each of our uh, city organizations, our franchise teams, will have their own academy rosters, which will then compete at a more local level in one of the local circuits. Um, and basically, we're, we're building club teams. We are building our own franchise right here, guys. I'm really giving you the big picture. Like, TE5 is going, it's building its own amateur franchise, okay? And, you know, the cool thing about this is, honestly, any of these franchise teams could get elevated to the professional level. Like, I've got, I'm ha- right now, I mean, I've got 11 assets, technically 12, if you include TE5 Gaming, but I've got, you know, 11 city-state assets that upon any amount of investment, like, it, it, it could be a skyrocketed to the professional level, you know, so it's really cool for me. I've got a lot of eggs in the basket, not just one, okay, so if five don't work, I still got six that are working, you know, or whatever the case is, and that's the, kind of the way I roll in a business perspective, but, um, but anyways, guys, these teams are going to be limited, okay, you will have to purchase your way onto these teams. These aren't going to be free, okay? This is going to be involved with our service packaging. And, and guys, I don't have exact details yet on what those prices are going to look like uh, to be able to be on these rosters. But these rosters will not be uh, available to just anyone, okay? Obviously, we're going to factor in skills. We're going to factor in, um, obviously, you know, the fact that you're purchasing a membership to be on the team. Uh, and then obviously you're going to have to be able to fund and, and whatever commit, whatever level of commitment you're willing to make, you're going to be able to have to fund your travels and your own personal expenses. Okay. But one of the cool things is by creating our own franchise, essentially our own amateur circuit, uh, if you know, we, we are hopeful that we're going to be able to acquire some pretty, you know, decent sponsors, uh, that will be able to really fund, either subsidize, if not, maybe even cover the entire cost of some of the travels for a lot of players. So that can make it a little bit more affordable. There will still be club fees, though, nonetheless. Okay, players will still have to purchase, you know, memberships to be on the clubs, uh, basically be a part of the franchise teams. But hopefully, with some of the sponsorships we'll be able to bring in, uh, we can help at least subsidize, if not cover. Um, you know, some of these travel costs, these hotel costs, uh, some of the bigger ticket items that, it, you know, it, that re- is required for players, um, you know, to travel to other parts of the country or even within their own state to compete on land. Okay. So uh, that's guys, that's pretty much our events announcement in, 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 a, in a very base example. Um, you know, as you know, we get more details, including on how the circuits are going to work, league-specific details, things of that sort, uh, we will get to that. Uh, I can tell you this, though, guys, a lot of our events are going to be open events, so they're not, you know, some, not all of our events are going to be exclusive to our club teams. You know, we will open it up uh, for outside organizations that want to come in and compete. You know, I, I kind of I kind of like to reference what I have in my head right now. For those of you that are familiar with the CW, the old CWL, not the CDL, not an actual franchise league, but the the way that the Call of Duty World League used to be. Okay, where basically you had a pro league and then you had open land events throughout the year, and that's kind of essentially what we're probably going to be. Our model is going to look like. Okay. We're going to have so many land events at each level, the state, regional, and national levels, and then there'll be kind of a league portion in between. Now, the league portion will probably be online 
for the most part that, you know, like I said, that's subject to change, whichever, but, um, so we will have online components, but the important thing to understand is our primary focus is land. Okay. It is land, land, land. And we want to be able to bring land to everywhere, all types of places that, uh, you know, maybe you've never seen land before. Now they're going to get to see land and then obviously be in the, in the big markets as well, guys. So <clears throat> that's what's going on. Uh, so guys, uh, just one quick reminder for all my players in TE5, okay, and anybody who's interested in joining, okay, I we are no longer offering player packages for purchase. We are going to bring them down as of the time of this announcement, okay, and for all of my current existing players, okay, I will talk to you guys individually about what this exactly means for you and how we're going to move forward, okay, because obviously I know you guys have made a commitment You've purchased a package, and I've told you what you're getting with those packages, guys. And I want to tell you, don't worry. I, I fully, fully uh, comprehend and understand uh, the, the magnitude of what this means because we're doing away with all that stuff. But I want you guys to understand that we're going to pick the best suitable fair option for you no matter and to ensure that uh, I'm, I'm getting you all the value and some in return. Okay, so I can promise you guys, do not worry. I'm going to talk with you guys individually uh, or as a group, and we will go over this stuff, okay? So um, other than that, guys, um, if you want to play for TE5 in any events, specifically Call of Duty, because I know there's a lot of you guys um, that have hit me up for the upcoming 2020 season guys we're only going to participate in key select events okay we're not looking to be in every single event i'm going to hand pick certain events and we're going to open up recruiting enrollment periods for players that are interested with our uh with our paid pack option okay because we are going to have a payment process where you're going to have to put you're going to listen i'm not dealing with any players that aren't putting at least something down and we're going to have a different level kind of like i told you that security deposit type thing where you're going to prove to me that hey you know it's kind of your honor your accountability in terms of you're, you're saying you're going to play this league fully for a month and a half you're not going to ditch out on me so you're going to pay a, you know a down payment or a little security deposit uh, that i'm that t5 is going to hold and obviously to hold you accountable and then you know like i said we're most likely just going to return that afterwards but we're going to fund the entry uh the team the team pass entry to those events okay and obviously for my guys going to land nothing changes if, if we send you to a LAN event, okay, if you're selected to go with us, we'll have an enrollment period. In that enrollment period, you'll have a chance, obviously, to put down your, your little security deposit. And then from there, you know, if obviously you have the means of getting to an event, whatever, you're going to have to prove that to me. And then obviously, it's the same process. We'll, we will fund the team pass uh, as an organization. And then, you know, you guys have to are responsible, you know, for covering everything else and getting to the event. Okay. So that's pretty much it, guys. Um, if you have any other questions, hit me up, okay? Let me know. Um, but that's pretty much it, guys. It's 34 minutes, but it did cover everything. So, you know, guys, listen, if, if this is, you know, you're listening to this, it's too long. You listen to it in bite-sized chunks, whatever you need to do. But um, but anyways, guys, that's going to do it uh, for me. These, uh, Like I said, I, I will have more details in terms of our upcoming LAN events, uh, as well as, you know, any of our, you know, our, our club pricing, 
uh, for the club teams, uh, which you know we'll probably announce sooner rather than later, so we can start pre-selling those. Uh, but nonetheless, that's going to do it for me, guys. Take care. I'll see you later. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Don't forget to share this with a friend. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, make sure to rate and review the podcast. And if you haven't subscribed, I'd really appreciate it if you do so. I'll catch you on the next one.